What's up, Will? How are you doing, man? Doing pretty good, Jay. Thank you for asking, man. Absolutely, man. Welcome to Burn the Shit, the podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to go all in, as well as connects them with professionals that can help them do it. Awesome. Yeah, man. So your company is Silverhook uh, Studios, correct? Yes, that's correct. Where'd you start? When'd you start? Why'd you start? How'd you start? Tell me all of it. Yeah, sure. So interestingly enough, I got a degree in chemical engineering. So I did chemical engineering for five years before I left to concentrate on the business full time. You work for like a gas company? Uh, I worked for a chemical company. Okay. Uh, and so I was I was working in automotive paint because I'm originally from Michigan, so that mm, would make sense. Yeah. Automotive industry, paint and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I used to go to a studio that was a close friend of mine. And he was starting to get real busy, and I didn't want anything to kind of hinder my creative process. So I asked him, like, hey, man, what's a couple of things I could get to just kind of, you know, still be creative at the house? Because my background is in music and production. So he gave me a couple of items. I played around with those things. And so we started to uh, refer people to me. He was like, hey, I'm getting kind of busy. Can you kind of record some guys? Sure. And I was like, sure, why not? So I was letting people come over during my free time and was charging like $5 an hour for studio time. But <laughs> what happened was... In the process of being a creator, helping someone else create, you fell in love with the process even more. That's so right. I was like, I wanted to do this more, and I wanted to become better at it. So we started to grow, buy some more equipment. You know, you just, you know, raise the price, get better. Uh, and you then, had to raise it over five dollars an hour. Yeah, that's for sure. yeah, yeah, I sure <laughs> did, man. Oh my goodness. So eventually, uh, the the business kind of took a life of its own, and so I was finding, you know, I was ready to get off work a lot quicker, right? Because you know, I was, I was like burning candle with both ends. I was doing eight hours at the job, come home doing eight, ten hours in the studio. Sure. And it was just like, you got to do something, man. So follow the passion. You know, so That's follow right. the passion. Burn the ship. That's right. So I left to kind of concentrate on the studio full time. And what ended up happening over that time is that music artists were asking me, hey, man, we want to do video. We're getting video uh, offers from other studios that are putting this whole demo package together. Mm -hmm. And so I really started to concentrate, okay, what do these artists need? They need full production. They need packages. They need demos. They need mm -hmm. EPs. They need albums. They need branding. They need video. So I kind of took a crash course, man, in video production over a weekend. A buddy of mine kind of helped me put together like a little music video package. Sweet. And, you know, from a from a video production standpoint, I will tell you that music videos are the most forgiving thing that you can do for somebody. If you're going to learn, learn on a music video. Don't learn on a wedding that's just my, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my, my advice right there so we started offering music videos and then from there it kind of grew and took off yeah we were doing tristan everything. did that resonate with you <laughs> so Trist, Trist, tristan's a, an artist as well and and awesome. has shot video or shot weddings and all that so that's that's pretty that's pretty solid advice huh oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to bride after you no and it makes sense <laughs> no, yeah. no no well, no let me no. ask you a question because yes, tra traditionally um you know just Obviously, Detroit has been known as the car place forever. That's right. Um, but they were a music town, too, with Motown. That's right. And then they had the, the underground rap thing with Eminem in the late 90s, and all those those rappers kind of emerged. Did Is that where you were in your in your business in the chemical factory is because of uh, rap artists, and, and, and that's what you started doing? Yeah, I started my studio probably maybe two years after Eminem got signed. Okay. And so he was still kind of doing a lot of stuff in Detroit, but there were other underground Detroit Yeah, but he probably that popped that stuff. up then. Yeah, you know, you yeah. had all of your, your Royces, your D12, your Street mm -hmm. Lord, your Cheddar Boys, you know, they mm -hmm. were really, really, you know, it kind of ignited this whole music, this kind of like new music wave. And so it was, it was great for business because sure. everybody was trying to produce and, you know, hey, I need to get this to Royce, I need to get this to Eminem. Right. You know, I was able to kind of catch the wave when even when Big Sean came out. Mm -hmm. You know, I was working with artists that were trying to get it Big Sean when he uh, sure. actually got uh, uh, signed. So it was, it was, a, good, old it was names, a good time. Man. I, I, know, I mean, I'm, I'm a 90s kid, so yeah. 
That was a uh, late know 90s, some of 2000. Names, believe it or not. Yeah. There you go. Hey, <laughs> that's what's up. So yeah, that's cool. So you're so you're in Michigan. You're in Detroit. Uh, you're doing the music thing, and you decided to uh, come to Atlanta. Yeah. Tell me the reason that, that of the move, the migration. Yeah, sure. So um, once video kind of became a bigger focus of um, the business at the time, we really wanted to grow and kind of do more than what we were doing. And our biggest focus. You know, believe it or not, we uh, at one point really were a really big wedding videography company. Sure. Um, I would say it's, it's kind of like I have this uh, mindset of when I hire people, when I talk to people about hiring people, if you hire somebody that worked a high stress kind of job, you know that they'll be fine. So I used to always say if I run into somebody that used to work fast food then I know that they're going to be, you know, they're going to be able to handle the pressures of, you know, that you sure. know, that, that, that lifestyle. But I, and I say the same for wedding videos. If you are good at doing wedding videos, yeah. you can handle anything. That's and that a is a lot of pressure. Because there's no retakes. You know, you got to make sure everything is right the first time. Because right. you cannot tell a bride you missed her grandmother crying. You missed the shot coming down the aisle. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask for this stuff. They're going to expect this stuff. And there are no redos. I tell people that all the time. If you didn't have an extra camera, if you didn't have extra batteries, if you didn't have extra tape. Sure. Whatever it was, you'll get it their next wedding. No, yeah, another yeah. one. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> done. You'll you're get done. it the next wedding. Yeah, you're done. That bride is going to tell everybody, <laughs> you know that. So for a while, we were, you know, because I'm slightly, you know, OCD and really focused on delivering a good product. Mm-hmm. You know, we did weddings for maybe three or four years, and that was a big piece of in Detroit. After, yeah, back in Detroit. Yep. And so after a while, I wanted to get out of doing weddings because we were kind of using, I was using weddings as a stepping stone to step into what we're doing now. And by that, I mean, we were kind of creating wedding films. We really wanted to kind of create these uh, moments that people could watch back and feel like, oh, this is like watching a movie. So if mm-hmm. we didn't have a couple that told us that, then we I don't feel like we did a good job because right. we wanted it to be a movie. We wanted it to be a production. And so we had decided that we didn't want to be doing weddings anymore. Uh, the biggest industry in production in Michigan was the auto industry. So if mm. you didn't have an auto contract, you weren't really going to grow, mm. you know, from a production standpoint. And it was just kind of like, well, so you're just banging down the. If you didn't have the auto and you didn't want to do the wedding anymore, you were just going to have to go to small businesses small and try businesses. to do their wedding or try to do their commercials. That's right. That's right. You so medical, uh, auto, auto repair type small businesses. Yeah, dentist offices, chiropractor offices. Mm. You know, and you know those are fine. You know, but they're they're. There's not a big advertising agency market in Michigan. Sure. So small businesses, you know, they have a limited budget to what they can spend and what they want to do with the videos. A lot of times people think that oh, I'm just going to do a video and put it out. A lot of I'm going to ask, like, what is your intended medium and purpose for mm-hmm. that video? Because some people have a hundred thousand dollar budget to market. Some people just want to put it on Facebook and hope that they get business. And that's not the space that we wanted to be in. Tell me. Tell me something that you become an expert at and why, why that's important. Uh, I would say that we are experts at uh, telling stories and having that story connect with your target market. Right. So we're really big on kind of narrowing in on a business focus on who are you really trying to reach? Why are you trying to reach them? Why is it important to reach them? Mm-hmm. And how is that going to help your business grow? We are sure. really good at kind of narrowing in, getting that piece, and then like, okay, this is the kind of video we're going to produce. Because people will come and ask, like, I want to do a video. And I'll start asking those questions, then be like, oh, I didn't think about that. Or I didn't know. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah and, yeah, yeah, and the last thing I want to do is to take a company's money and not have them see a return on investment. You know, so we're really big on, you know, before we even turn the cameras on, let's sit and let's talk about this entire process and kind of you get an idea and expectation of what to expect when the video is complete and what it's going to actually do, you know, for you. Because you may love the video and we've had this before. You love the video, but it doesn't do what it was supposed to you know, sure. to do for you. Well, and you know, in my in, in, in my experience, too, you have to have some screw ups 
and, and that's how you kind of develop that skill is yes, go, sir. okay, I didn't get that on this one. I need to get on this. Is that how you develop that skill oh, yeah. Is, yeah. is, is, Hey, I didn't do it exactly how I wanted and they weren't happy. No. So you had to redo it or something like that. Is we that how were, you developed them? We are big on client feedback. And I would say that, you know, most of the growth has been because of you do something wrong because I didn't have a yeah. uh, mentor at it. You know, when you're a small business owner, unless you are part of a network that's mm-hmm. going to be mentoring and get into you. And I got into business coaching later on in my uh, business career. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not the first five years, but later on when you're actually getting coached to be a better business owner. So most of the stuff you learn, you learn from your clients telling you, you messed up, man. I don't like this. <laughs> you know, no, you're kind of like okay. Have I, an honest I, client. Yeah, I need to, uh, you know, I need to do better, or you know, you're not going to be able to. Eat. But that's good. Honest clients are good because then you get the the real feedback that can help you develop and help you grow. The worst one is the one that goes, yeah, it's all right, and doesn't use you anymore. That's right. It gives you no feedback at all. That's right. About what 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 could have been done better, and that's why you really want to have a. When somebody leaves you, you want to have an exit interview with a client. Like how can I how can I get better? That's right, and and I, and I was big on that too because most of our business is by referral or repeat business. Yeah, and so when we weren't getting that client to come back, it was kind of mm-hmm. like what 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 did we what did we do wrong? You know, yeah. first of all, you know, I don't know. I read where I read this it was about the sh- chef uh, Ramsey or whatever, but he was like comment cards. Like anytime he looks at a comment card and it says something good, he just throws it away because he can't do anything with the good ones. He can only take all the ones that are bad yeah. and put them and go, I can fix this. I can fix this. But if it's like, I love this, I love that. I can't really do much with, yeah. with that. I can't yeah. develop my business with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all those, it's all the bad comments that help you get better. Yeah. And the good, and, and I would say that the good comments, they, they help reinforce that you are actually doing a good job. And so you do have to celebrate those small wins, mm-hmm. but don't, but don't get cocky and stay there. Good to hear, <laughs> but not good to grow from. That's right. That's right. You think this this uh, this had an impact on your uh, on your business and and how did it have a, a an impact on your business and life? Yeah. Um. So I'll go back to the wedding, for instance, because brides are when you talk about a, a client that is not afraid to give feedback. <laughs> The brides, and no, no, no offense to the grooms, but the brides will definitely give you and the that moms. feedback. And the moms, that's right. I feel we, like the moms would be more honest than the brides. Yeah, I would say there were some bride moms that that were there that really, you know, got in, and it, and it was fine. You know, I think I think overall I would be satisfied and think that we did a really good job. Uh, but there were lessons that we learned. That uh, what I learned is there were questions we didn't ask, and this right. was something we were able to take into the business side as well. Uh, questions that you had, assumptions that you make. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried to get better at not making assumptions. You know, just assuming oh, it's just going to be a normal wedding. We're just going to do the normal stuff. Like, no, you really have to ask. And you know, what is your vision? We got really good at yeah. Practicing I was going to say everybody's kind of vision is going to be different exactly. on what they want, what they expect. And working with a bride, she would ask you certain questions that you didn't even think about asking, and so that kind of helps train us to be able to have conversations with clients. That it's really about what they want, and a bride has no problem telling you what they want. Sure, sure. And then you got experiences to 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 pull from and go. This is what this person wanted. This is what this person wanted. Are you there? Are you in the middle? Yeah. Which one are you? So then you get it. You can get it right the first right. time. Then that's right. Well, let's do this. Uh, what's what's in the future? What's next? Uh, so we are stepping into what our what I would say is our own content creation. So right now we're developing a TV show series pilot, like a music docuseries. We have a couple of drama scripts that we're working with. We did a proof of concept short film a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. ran it through some film festivals, got some awards. We're setting it up for distribution right now. And cool. I've kind of been a producer on a couple of independent films as far as like producing and editing. You know, our studio has had the chance sure. to kind of 
work those and manage those projects from the beginning. And so we are stepping into the creation side of things where we want to actually be creating content for consumers to consume. So, so talk to me, talk to me like I'm three. Okay. What is, what does creating content mean? Sure. Um, when, what I say creating content is actually developing production content, developing TV shows, developing actual documentaries, developing, you know, film, short films, feature films. Uh, I'm getting to the point now where I'm, I'm working a lot with uh, other writers. Sure. Uh, we don't have an in-house writer uh, that writes scripts. We have an in-house writer that write, you know, your commercial scripts and everything mm. like that. But in the film industry here in Atlanta, we're developing the relationships with writers that are like, hey, man, I got this idea for a movie, but I have no idea how to get it off the ground. It's like, right. great, let's, let, me, let me show you how to do that. I love the script. I want to produce it. Hey, let's get the team together and let's put this movie together. So let's take a guy uh, that has an idea, a guy or a girl that has an idea, comes to you and says, I have no idea idea how to get it started what's step one uh if they have the script or if you're just saying they no, don't have i've got i've got the idea it's an idea phase. yeah yeah i haven't even written the script so if you got an idea the first thing i would say is um we get put that idea into treatment format what that treatment will do is it's basically kind of like an outline overview of your concept your idea and how the idea flows on paper it's not a script you know it's about a two three page document to kind of break your idea down this is what it's called the log line it's kind of short synopsis of what it's about let's break down the idea of the film or the short or the documentary or the program mm-hmm. in like three telling acts. the story that's in your head in your head right let's break it down in three acts it's going to open with this it's going to be in the middle it's going to end with this and then you talk about how long do you think it's going to be 30 minutes 60 minutes and then you put that in a treatment format and then you kind of sit on that treatment and be like, okay, yeah, this sounds like an idea. This this sounds about right. You may go back and tweak some things. Sure. Once that treatment is kind of like, this is it. This is what we're good at. Then from there, you start developing a shot plan. If it's a documentary, you're talking about a script, it's a film or mm-hmm. something like that. So, yeah, you got to start with the treatment first. A lot of people have ideas and they, they was like, I got this idea and I'm ready to produce this movie. And it's like, now get you a treatment first. Okay. So what, let me, so to ask you a question, so People don't go watch short films. They might watch them on YouTube and things like that. So what's the next step? you got a really good short film. And then the people in the business know what that means, I'm right. sure. It's right. a great short film. So what's next after that thing gets done? So I will say that for the people that watch short films, the average consumer doesn't watch short films. Mm-hmm. But the short film film festival market is a big market. It's mm-hmm. a really, really big market. And we didn't uh, know that until we actually produced our short film, that there are cities like the city of uh, Sarasota, Sarasota, Florida. Mm-hmm. They have a big film festival called the Sarasota Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Their whole city comes out to support the shorts and the independent films. that, are, And that's a big, big thing for that city. Oregon is another place that, you know, they're really big on the short film festivals and things like that. So there are markets for people who put short films together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say if you're going to do but for short, you as a producer and you as the writer, it's kind of a stepping stone exactly. of getting noticed. Yep, it's a stepping stone and I would say a calling card as well. So the writer that wrote the short film that we produced, uh, he wants to be taken serious as a writer, but he didn't have anything else uh, to show. And a short film is kind of like a, well, and I can't really say it's a, it's a, it's a shortcut because sometimes mm-hmm. you can spend as much money on a short as you can on a feature. Right. So I was going to say, if you have an idea for a short that's really good, but you haven't flushed it out to a feature and sure. you have the budget for the short, put the short out. Give me an example of a, sh- of a, a really good short film. Oh, I can just tell you the one that we did. Uh, yeah. It was called 15 Minutes, and it was about the phone call that an inmate makes home when he calls home from uh, jail. They only allow you for 15 minutes on the phone. Okay. So that phone call... Uh, cuts off after 15 minutes and you can't call the person back. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's your 15 minute phone call. Get out of line, get back in line. It may not happen, but you know, that 15 minutes to that inmate is everything. Yeah, right. You know, their whole world stops. 
But on the other side, the family is dealing with everything in the, in the world. world. Yeah, in the world. And so, what this short film does is it goes through a fifteen-minute phone call of an inmate calling home from jail to talk to his family, but they have everything else going on, you know. And then, and in that process, something detrimental happens at the end of the phone call that he's unable to react to, find out what happens and everything. Mm. He just shows you that life is still happening out here for, you know, your family and everything like that while people are in jail. So. It's a different perspective, too. That's awesome, yeah, because it's the perspective of we have we still have life going on. We're still going to school. We're dealing with this pandemic. We're doing this. We're doing this. But, hey, this is my world. This 15 minutes is my world to talk to you. Yeah. Please make it for me. For me. Yeah, make it count, yeah. and that's how you've already sent that uh, to the festivals. And yeah, everything? yeah, that's already, yeah. I think yeah. I scrolled past that on your website actually. Yeah, yep. it was it was featured in like thirteen different film festivals. We won like four different awards cool. for it. So we're trying to get distribution for it. But more importantly, back to what I was saying about the writer, mm-hmm. I talked to the writer about being what the next step is, and I told him I was like, you know, people might ask us what is the next step, and I think I would love to produce a series based on this mm-hmm. because you could tell a longer story about families that are going through this sure. kind of thing. So I told him get a pilot script ready together. So he has a maybe like a forty-six minute pilot that I've, I've yet to review, but we're wanna, we want to talk about producing that. And this is back to the whole kind of content stuff mm-hmm. we want to talk about producing. If we can get our music docu series picked up, I want to follow it up with this. Uh, tell me about the music docu series. So it is. Uh, I can't tell you too much about it because it's in production. I would sure. have to have you sign an NDA. But as a put it like this, uh, when I was running my studio, one of the biggest things that I used to connect with artists on is how they came up with the songs that they wrote. Okay, and these stories in the studio. So the music docu series is really going to take time to really talk about the creative process in the studio that doesn't get enough shine, you know, to right. me, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not glam and glory. You're not sitting there in front of the big house and everything, you know, popping bottles and we big change. No, this is the creation process sure. where it happens. If it doesn't happen here, it never makes it there. So the document is going to kind of focus so it'll, on it'll show process. them doing it and then it'll break out and show interviews of how they did it, how they came up with the content. And then what happens within the studio at, when they start performing that yep, song. Yep. The whole process behind the scenes That's that cool. nobody sees. Yeah, that nobody sees, and it doesn't get enough shine to me. What is, uh, so so in that series, when you come up in, in your mind, you're like, hey, we're going to do five of them. We're going to, what's the number in your brain when, in any of these things, and especially these series, because you're going to do three, four, five, or six, or seven, or whatever. What what do you think that number is right out of the gate? Uh, you it's a million stories. So I mean, that's an yep. unlimited amount of content you could do. But you know, as much as your budget will allow you to produce, sure, you know, it'll be the biggest thing. And so for us, it's important for us to be able to know before we start shopping it. Okay, how much is it going to take to recreate this, to mm-hmm. produce it, to add more stuff to it? Okay, we got enough of a budget. We can do a ten episode season. You know, we can do fifteen episodes. You know, so it's not something you, you watch, play by ear. Like right. you got to plan out. The right. number. And that, got, was, and and that was kind of my question is, yeah. is is you're going to go in knowing that this is a six-episode series or a ten-episode series yeah. because of who's going to be in there and the content that you can do. And I'll be able to know about how much it's going to cost to produce each episode. So mm. if I go to a network, they say, okay, we'll give you $5 million. Be like, okay, I can produce eight episodes. I can produce 12 with that. You know, I'll have mm-hmm. an idea of where I can net out at based on what they offer. And, is, and when somebody has this idea, is it the producers that typically – go and pitch it to the networks or is it the writer that does it depends it depends there, there's some producer right like you take a guy like tyler perry tyler perry is the writer producer director you everything know, yeah you know some some writers are directors some producers are writers so you owns know, the jet and closet yeah you know there's some people that are kind of like multi-faceted i'm more of a producer editor kind of person i'm a storyteller right. so i really like it's going to be for me i want to be on the front end helping produce it 
you can have all of the middle. I'll manage all of that. But then I want to kind of touch it at the end because sure. that's my real specialty in editing. So I'm a producer editor, but the writer is a writer director. So the cycle to that is fascinating to me is, is when is it done? When is it? And you're kind of probably trying to pre pitch it the whole time while you're doing it as well. Of course. Um, and, and getting people kind of excited about it, teasing it a little bit. So how can we, how can we help you? How can our community help you? Um, how can we get a hold of you? Email address, uh, website, all that. Sure. Our website is Silverhook Studios with an S, S T U D I O S dot com. And my email address is will at silverhookstudios.com. We are looking pretty much for any businesses that are looking for creating story based content, uh, whether it's commercials, short form productions, uh, promo, internal videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have a message they're trying to get to and they're trying to reach a target market to get a target result. Boom, that's what we're looking for. Vertically driven uh, um, industries that you've worked with right now that you would say that that's the person that we've already done. Like you've already, when you're in Detroit, you're doing the weddings. We can do any wedding now because we've yeah. done we've done hundreds of them. Yeah. So what is what is the like a vertically driven industry that you've done right now? Oh, man, that's uh, tough to think about. We've worked with uh, tire manufacturers, mm-hmm. um, clearly. Uh, big brand names, uh, a couple of beverage companies. Uh, any Anyone that has a consumer product, Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a business with a medium, like I would say a tier one business uh, that has a consumer product, you know, we've done a lot of work with those uh, internal corporate kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of our referrals come from advertising agencies, too, you know, we, because we're kind of like a good fit for an ad agency. Cool. Well, we appreciate you coming in. Yeah, uh, look, looking to do a follow up with you after those yes. after those docu series come through, yes, and we can yes, we can see, we can watch them on the on the big screen right <laughs> yes, here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, but we do appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Everybody be kind to each other out there. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yep.